You know, we might not be in a galaxy far, far away, but that doesn't mean we can't have some Yuletide joy with our favorite Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a holiday special. Who saw this coming? Well, we got a trailer for it, so we know what's coming. But, you know, it's pretty cool. New holiday special, y'all. Is it as bad as Star Wars one? Spoilers, no. We'll talk <laughs> about it soon with my with my holiday friends, Brandon T. McClure, this way. <laughs> Hello, hi. And I got Ben Magnet on the other side. How's it going? Yuletide greetings, my friends. Yuletide, I, really... I, look up, I look up Yuletide to see what it means, and it means it's just another word for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really love how animated you are with your chair today. Well, unfortunately, Sparkswitty is not here today. He, he, uh, he, he got a humbug. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. uh, he's got stuff to do. Um, so I, I have extra space, so I can, I can spin in a chair, and it makes me sick if I do it too many times. So I won't do it. But yeah, hey guys, this is fun and unexpected. Uh, we, we got a trailer for this. When was it? Was it at D twenty three? I don't. No, I don't think we did. I think we yeah. got it a little after because we got yeah. the D23. The D23 trailer was for Werewolf by Night. Gotcha. Okay. So was this, this just came out of nowhere. Day? Was Disney Plus Day where we got the trailer? Oh, I don't know. There's so many things I don't remember anymore. I, know. Could I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. this is this is a, a, a fun, unexpected thing. This is the second Marvel special presentation. Um, and it's a holiday special. So I'm curious, my holiday friends, how did you guys feel about the Guardians getting slammed on Earth? Well, kidnapping Kevin Bacon. Well, as far as Marvel special presentations go, I think they're for two for two. Uh, this was excellent. Um, this is also, I think, there's two things I want to say about this right now. This is one, one, James Gunn told us that what his, his major inspiration was the Star Wars holiday special. That is apparent in this. Um, it shares much of the same DNA and, uh, and he said recently, he's like, I, I, I thought that was a great idea, but executed poorly. So I wanted to do that. I wanted to try to execute it right. And I think he did. I think he nailed it. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is, uh, I forgot how much I missed the guardians written by James Gunn because it hasn't, because we haven't seen that since guardians two. Yeah. And they've had, and we've seen them in infinity war Endgame. Thor, Love, and Thunder since then. Has it, has it been five years? Oh. Is that Guardians 2? It's five years ago? Maybe. Because Infinity War and Endgame are 2017, 2018, right? Or 2018, 2019. Okay. Still five, like four or five years. Like, yeah, that is too long to not have James Gunn write those characters. Because, yeah, it is apparent when he's not writing them. It really it really is. I talked about it when, when we were reviewing Infinity War and Endgame. Like, especially Peter Quill. I think Peter Quill suffers the most from not having James Gunn's voice. 100%. Um, and like just watching this, I was like, right, this is, it's been way too long since I've seen these characters written by James Gunn. They're delightful. Yeah. What about, what about you, Ben, Benji, Ben, Megan? Oh, God, I love this. I absolutely had an, I had an absolute blast with this, uh, holiday special. Sometimes when you hear that they're like, uh, like Guardians is doing a holiday special or there's like a holiday thing, you're like, okay, it's probably gonna be cute. It's just gonna be like someone trying to find the true meaning of Christmas, yada, 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 hijinks ensue. You know, like standard like holiday fair. As I'm watching this, I am laughing. I think this is like the funny one of the funniest thing ever. Um, I Palm Clementoff. I think that's it's that's how you say her name, right? Palm yeah, Clementoff. Exactly. Yeah, the act the actress who plays Mantis. She is MVP of this whole thing. I absolutely adore her throughout the entire special. 
her and her mantis hands. Yeah, I mean, Drax is yeah. Drax. Dave Batista loves seeing him back as Drax, and I also have to agree with Brandon. As I'm watching this, and even the like the first five minutes, and when it after that really cool animated short, and then it cuts to Kraglin saying, "And that's how Yondu ruined Christmas." <laughs> the second, it's like I miss this. I miss this witty, off the cuff humor that only James Gunn can provide. So already I'm like, this is just hilarious in and of itself. I love there's, this. There's a specific line <laughs> that the guardian that the guardians don't cross, which I think is really is really telling. There's they're idiots. Like they're they're oftentimes the world's the, the galaxy's biggest idiots, but they're also really competent. Um and they and James Gunn is capable of walking in that line that other writers just aren't. Um, and which is fine. Like it's it's a skill, quite frankly. I yeah. liken it a little bit to Pirates Five. Like the writers of Pirates Five doesn't don't understand Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is not an idiot. He's a really intelligent person who pretends to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, true, true. And Pirate and Pirates Five makes him just an idiot. And I think <laughs> I think James Gunn has a similar grasp with the Guardians of like they're well-meaning, tactically intelligent idiots, but, go- but, but goofy, but goofy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was I think that's that becomes very apparent when you're watching this after having so much of the guardians and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. Uh, uh, didn't expect it to open with an animated sequence, mm-hmm. not just an animated sequence, but a, a hand drawn rotoscoped old school, the way they used to do it in the seventies rotoscope. Uh, uh, Cause James Gunn's talking about it on Twitter now, like the process yeah. and stuff. Uh, and Michael Rooker was in studio and they did mocap and everything. So they can animate over them. Um, really, really beautiful stuff. Uh, and how Yondu is a big old asshole. Big old mm-hmm. asshole. Or is he? Because that's the great twist of this thing, isn't it? Because Christmas comes around. It's so great. Um, yeah, man. Like, we knew the premise was kidnapping Kevin Bacon. Uh, I didn't think Kevin Bacon was going to be in it as much as he was. I thought it was going to be a either halfway or like two-thirds of the way through thing. This is only a 45-minute special. Um, but he's he's there the whole time, basically. He's like, first that yeah. kidnap. And I'm like, oh, man. Um, just all the stuff with... Uh, 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 Mantis and Drax really are just the MVPs. They're so good. And I'm so excited for them to return in Guardians 3 with like with more character stuff to do. Cause I feel like Guardians 2, Mantis is pretty good, but I don't think she's she's as good as she could be. So um you brought since you brought it up, I want to talk about Mantis specifically because I also think I think she's great in this. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if I read um uh Abnon and Lanning's Guardians before or after Guardians 2. Um, there, she's very different though. Also, she's comments. she's very different, and I actually don't like her in Guardians too. She's the she's my she's my major issue with that movie. Um, I think she's fine. Like, here's the thing: James Gunn has changed. The Guardians are very different than they are in the comics. Yeah. Specifically, the comics that the the Guardians are based off of are they're not the same characters. Yeah. Um, a lot of their powers have been changed. They've been depowered. A lot of the characterizations have been changed, and that's fine because I think what James Gunn has done is good. I think it's a good interpretation of the Guardians. Mantis was the one where I was just like, well, wh- I don't understand why you went so drastically different from this character. It's almost a completely different character. Like you shouldn't call her Mantis almost. Mm. Um, w- so I, watching this, I liked her a lot more because I think they kind of moved her a little closer to her comic book counterpart. She's a lot more competent in this. She's mm. the one talking to Drax, talking about like Drax's is being an idiot and ruining ruining things. I really like their dynamic, and I and I I like how kind of take charge we're seeing Mantis be as she's getting older. Obviously, the character is getting older, so maturing. 
Um, and so, so how Mantis is written in this, I like, <clears throat> I, I, I really like, I, I like her a lot in this. Yeah. And it definitely, uh, it's not that she was like an afterthought in guardians too. Like she, she's important to the whole story, but like, mm-hmm. she definitely didn't get the same shape in a lot of the other characters got, I felt. Um, mm-hmm. and that's just because like, there's a lot of characters in that movie you got to tackle. Right. And sometimes characters that's got to get not as much treatment, um, having her be the focus and having it be a, like a family story of how, Oh yeah. Ego is my dad. Like there was a mantis lady we saw in that guardians two movie. So a lot of people assumed that they were somehow related and, and they are cause ego has fathered thousands of children and he murdered most of them. There's Millions a, even, who knows? There's a deleted scene. I don't think it's on the blu-ray. Um, for the for Guardians two, but there is there was a scene filmed where Mantis tells Drax um, that that she's Ego's daughter, and that scene ended up in the Legends episode for Mantis, mm. uh, which dropped this week, and so everyone was like, "Hang on." <laughs> <laughs> I want to say they actually they fixed that or or something. Yeah, they took it out. They took that's it really out. Funny. Um, and it's not like it's really not a huge big spoiler. Like if you if you connect the dots, you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But it is a sweet thing of that's not really it's not about the reveal. It's about mm-hmm. her wanting to do something for her family that she didn't know she had. Um, and that is so sweet. And you know, despite them kidnapping a human being, um, like their hearts are in the right place. Um, and like the the opening stuff on. First of all, this is very much a holiday special. Like they're shooting in one location and then they're shooting in like another location. Like it's, it's, it's despite it looking like a hundred million dollar movie still, cause it's Disney plus, like it is considerably smaller scale. Uh, and that opening scene with the old 97s as aliens singing, uh, I don't know what Christmas is, but Christmas time is here. That's, that's awesome. It's, it's a half, that. half a musical. I absolutely love that opening sequence with the, with the old 97s and then, <laughs> like when they're talking about Santa and everything. And I just love how Peter, how, um chris pratt peter quill is just like that's not the lore he's like trying like that's nothing is like is nothing's wrong it's like it's like earthlings are weird it's like okay yeah that's that's true what, yeah. what does he say we said he said oh yeah uh we learned what christmas is from rocket who learned it from cosmo who learned it from craglin who learned it from you yeah yeah yeah. so tell me if this all makes sense as i sing it and like oh so yeah it sounds okay okay hold on wait a second what's going on here yeah <laughs> I, I like i like listen first off must say the songs are great the songs are always great but there are mm-hmm. i think two uh newly written songs for this movie uh and they're both excellent yeah. oh yeah 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 um so yeah we got uh we got our homies uh oh the big big new thing they own nowhere yeah um, yeah and, and james gunn went into a little bit on twitter is like yeah like they're they are mercenaries so like they do take money and they've been doing it for five years uh or or as long or not five years um well, no, not all the Guardians got got destroyed. Just uh, Rocket and about... Rocket and Nebula were still around. Yeah, yeah. So like they, so over the years, uh, uh, post and pre, uh, uh, snap and stuff, they've been collecting money and they bought nowhere and they're turning it into a, uh, a like a refuge for people to live at. Well, um, actually, think 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 about this. So Guardians Two actually takes place in 2014. So that's four years between that and Infinity War, and then Rocket and and Gamora and Rocket and Nebula were around in the five years between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's nine years that the that the Guardians have been operating that we that's just actually, haven't seen. That is true. Uh, and some people, I I do not give a shit at all. Like, how could they afford nowhere? I'm like, bro, it's, if it's like a decade, I don't care. I don't it's care. Right. I really don't care. No. Also, uh, just like a little fun thing, they also dropped that the collector's still alive. They bought it from yeah. the collector. Yeah. Yeah, that so. was actually that's a that's a good point because we all assumed that the collector was killed when Thanos took the 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 a reality stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. And also, like, nowhere, nowhere was like 
uh, like attacked by Thanos and stuff. So I'm sure it was cheap on the market. I'm sure the housing yeah. price was was lower. You know, I'm sure the realtor was like, "This is a steal." After Thanos like wasted nowhere, I'm sure the I'm sure the collector was like, "Just take it." Yeah, it's all it's on fire. Put up, put up the fires; you can have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> how are we I, feeling about um about uh 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 drunk drunk our drunk homies? Oh, when, when they they're wasted to, in the bar. When they go to the to the bar, that the I gay, love the how very, the very clear gay bar. Yeah, <laughs> I love how I love how the when uh, like Mantis does a few shots. Like she does a shot, and she does like the thing. And then no she more. goes down and starts dancing. And then this other guy, obviously, is trying to hit on Drax. He's like, come dance with us. He's like, dancing is for weak. Or he's, I forgot. No, dancing. He says, like, dancing is pathetic or something. Yeah, yeah. And then they're just like, they just keep doing shots. And then they're outside, like, in a drunken stupor. And Mantis is like, we don't know where Kevin Bacon is. <laughs> and they're on the Hollywood and, Walk of Fame. <laughs> well, I love how, like, the second they go to Hollywood or, like, when... Just like their chemistry and their dynamic, like when they're flying through the ship through Hollywood and people, she's like, "Why do they look Drax? Did you turn the there's, device on?" There's there's a girl in the street openly sobbing, watching her watching the ship land. I was like, "Why? Oh my god, that poor woman!" I mean, she she's, lives in the MCU. Like, there's Eternals and Celestials. And Thanos. She's just, I'm like, "Oh god, is it a Tuesday?" She's just weeping, and I'm like, "Oh poor girl, I'm so sorry." She's oh, yeah, so sad. Jack didn't put on the the invisibility. Oopsie poopsies. No. Um, there's a bit. So there's a there's a bit where where they're they're drunk at the on the side of the street. Is like, oh, you want to find Kevin Bacon's house? The Star Maps lady comes up, and he Mantis is like, give me this for free, and give me all your money. <laughs> yeah, Mantis, secret like criminal on Earth. Right. He's got a rap sheet by the end of this episode. She assaults one of the face characters who's dressed as Captain America. Oh yeah, she yells Steve, and the guy runs away. That's cute because, like, she she might not know exactly what he looks like under that mask. So he's like, "Oh my god, he's alive!" I'm like, "Oh, you're so sweet." <laughs> well, she if, she wouldn't have seen him die because yeah. she left. Theoretically, she left Earth after the funeral. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, she wasn't at that. She wasn't in a black suit at that funeral. Yeah. Um. There's the there's the the GoBots. Oh, I love yeah. the GoBots. Oh, <laughs> GoBots kill this cousin. Yeah, yeah. When, and I really like the, the so the montage is really fun when with Mantis posing with all the people and Drax begrudgingly doing it until the one where where he just cuts to Drax just punching the GoBot and just Drax could kill that man he's so he's so much stronger than a normal human yeah I'm I'm <laughs> that was my thought too and I'm like that dude's straight up dead his head would be dead. off that body but I'm like ah it's a holiday special it's fine. It's just bam, bam. I loved it. I loved it. I thought this was vibranium, a vibranium. Uh, oh, it's a vibranium uh, uh, suit. There you go. Yeah, it's a vibranium cardboard suit. Yeah. So, Mine. um, uh, uh, Kevin Bacon, friends of James Gunn. He was in James Gunn Super as a, as the villain. So they're homies. He calls him oh, up. That's like, right. Hey, hey, Kevin, you want to be in? Or Kevin? Uh, I was like, for some reason, I said Kevin, and I my mind went to Kevin Feige because my my mind goes a thousand miles a minute, and I'm like, no, I'm still talking about Kevin Bacon. It's like, Kevin, you want to <laughs> be in my uh, my little special thing? Uh. It is not Kevin Bacon's house. I learned Kevin Bacon also does not like Christmas. So when he showed up on set, he's like, this is disgusting. And I thought that was really, really funny. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no, I had just assumed it was his house. Cause it's like a cool big uh, LA house. I'm like, no, it's a set. It's somebody else's house. I, th- I think that's, that's hilarious that he's in this Christmas special teaching the guardians about Christmas at the end of it. And he hates Christmas. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I, I don't know Mr. Bacon himself, but like the way James Gunn said, like I called him about it and like, he's like, he knows he's not a, like the biggest fan of Christmas or whatever, uh, but he did it anyway. And I'm like, that's, that's still fun. Cause you're a good enough actor. I believe you. I believe you like Christmas. Cause he is a, he is the homie with, he's a friend with Jesus. He's like, you know what? I don't want to do this thing, but you're asking. So yeah, I'll go do this thing. Yeah, the, hanging out with the, friends that have have getting paid probably a lot by Disney. Probably, like, yeah. Know. He's. I mean, he's the probably the first thing is like, all right, what's this for? Is like, it's for Marvel. It's like, oh, the, he's like, oh, big money. Okay, yeah. The the, the cash symbols in his eyeballs. Didn't they already? Didn't they already do a Marvel? Yeah, didn't I? Didn't I do one of those? Yeah, but you're you're just playing yourself, and you're getting twice as much money. You got, yeah, you're cool, cool, cool. Uh, I think he's great in this. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, there's a line. Towards the end, not to skip around too much, but there's a line towards the end when he's leaving uh, the first time when he, when Craglin's going to take him back to Earth. And Craglin talks to him about like how, you know, he tells he talks about Kevin Bacon all the time. He talks about the movie Footloose, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, he said the whole town by dancing. You know, Peter saved the entire galaxy by dancing. I never put that two those two together. Mm hmm. I didn't put the fact that I didn't re I didn't recognize that uh, the dancing sequence at the end of Guardians 1 was a Footloose reference. Yes. Um, like, I, I wouldn't either unless, he, but he brought up Kevin Bacon throughout the movie. So like, yeah. yeah. And so like, it's, here's the thing though, not to bring in too much of my, my own personal life into this, but like, I know a guy who adamantly hates Guardians of the Galaxy because of the, the because of when Peter starts dancing at the end. Mm. Uh, and he's like, he hates the movie because he's like, it's so stupid. I hate that there's no music in the galaxy. All of his opinions are wrong about this, by the way. Also, um, I need people to realize Gar Peter, he just dances. He's not actually the one who saves the galaxy. He's distracting. So exactly. people need to remember that. Exactly. Distra um, I'm distracting you. All the all the opinions of, about the about the end of Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy are wrong. Um, yeah. except for the right ones. Um and so like I so I've been kind of like living in this whole thing. It's like, no, it's 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 a distraction, blah blah blah. And so like putting the two together is like, oh, that makes it even better. It's a footloose reference. Cool. I'm into yeah, yeah. that. Um, yeah, uh, I know we speculated like, oh, this could maybe this could have been like David Hasselhoff, but like, no, Kevin Bacon is a much better choice, I think. Oh, much better, yeah. especially because David Hasselhoff at this point was ruined by ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one that would have been maybe sad, even sadder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we 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 talk about the end uh, just a little bit there, but um, when Kevin Bacon gets kidnapped. Um, Mantis once again put uh, becomes a criminal and she hypnotizes him like hey come with us you're gonna love it and because like, they oh, yeah. hate because they hate actors yeah oh my god that is so th that is like a fun new revelation that like space people hate actors or something for some reason because they're not real people and I thought that was extremely funny because like no nah, that's just a role I played like you know I embody these characters and you're like you're you're not a real person <laughs> I love it. It's okay. When they get when they get Friday the Friday thirteenth scene wrong, it's like you you stopped Jason Voorhees. Like no, actually he killed me with an arrow through the neck. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I've, I've that scene's burned into my brain forever. Um, yeah, that's really really funny. Um, both in terms of like uh, it's true, like he's not a, he's not a hero, but also like and act actors are really good at what they do like they embody a character and like you become them um that's just a fun little a fun little thing uh, and like mantis has this thing you know just to kind of add layers to to what i think is really great about this like mantis has this thing where he's like peter was really young he got his memory confused like no he looked up to the actor kevin bacon he just didn't tell anybody that it was an actor because first off they're not going to go to earth and second off like they all hate actors so it's just the hero kevin bacon now i'm curious man now I'm curious about the state of like theater in, in the galaxy. Like, 
So do you have to be the actual thing you're playing to be an actor in Hollywood? Like if you're if you're like doing Romeo and Juliet, do you have to be like part of a family who's at rivals with another family and you're in love with a girl who's going to get murdered? And like, I'm just, that's all, that's all fun stuff. Um, so yeah, um, Kevin Bacon gets kidnapped. He gets brought to nowhere, gets put in a box. <laughs> Wheeled out. With the Wheeled out. By Groot. Beautiful moment. Before Groot? the reveal. Is, is how, do we, how do we like Groot? I'm fine with him. I have yeah. no problems with him. Yeah. He was really creepy when I first saw him because we see him in the background of the of the musical number. Yeah. Uh but I I, I grew to I grew to like him. You yeah. grew to I, love him? I mean he's getting bulkier, so it's like he's, okay, he's I would say he's in his like late teen stage, maybe. He's definitely um hitting the gym more than any other the Groots ever did. Yeah. He's, he's, that, uh, he's those weights. He's doing the P90X hardcore. He's swole Groot. He's swole Groot, exactly. I just love uh swole he's just he's He's the best uh, audience member. Like he's just like, yeah, I love music. <laughs> oh, he was loving that dance number and yelling, "I am Groot." Yeah, I, uh, I, he's in a, he's, he's in a just enough where I'm like, yeah, like I, I can like this new Groot. I, I like big boy Groot. I like it. Yeah, I mean, you know, last time we saw him, he was a piece of shit teenager. I am Groot. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Yeah, yeah, you got to grow out of that. Yeah, nobody wants a teenager anymore. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably like mid twenties at this point. I, I guess so. Yeah, he looks like like college boy, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the next time we see him, he might. I don't know how. However, time passes. I'm really excited for Guardians Three, though. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I'm like I'm really excited for Guardians Three, especially now. Like bounce yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, Cosmo. Yeah, we, Cos Cosmo. We finally hear uh, Maria Bakalova as Cosmo. Yes, br briefly, but it's like oh, it's, it's a talking dog. It's like a dog. I love it. I'm really happy that we finally get at a place. Cosmo is my favorite guardian. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm really happy we're finally at a place where we get Cosmo in this franchise. Yeah. It's, it's so wild. Uh, that first, like we're, this is, we're this, like this counts as part of the guardians thing. So like we're, we're getting four really great. Uh, Cause it's going to be good. We're getting four really good guardians products, uh, uh, in the MCU before James Gunn leaves. Uh, and they're able to tackle so much big cosmic shit. Like mm -hmm. ego is a character that's like, that's I didn't think he'd show up anytime soon. And like Cosmo I was, was to, like I was just about to ask, did you ever think you'd see Ego the Living Planet in a movie? Nah. Especially like once I saw uh the brief Guardians 2 talk, once he was like human form, I'm like, okay, that's cool. He's like he's like a celestial who takes human form, that's fine. We also got to see his big ass planet form. So I'm yeah. like, I got my cake and I got to eat it. It was great. Um, let's see. I I think the uh the so we talked a bit about Kevin Bacon in the box. Uh I love Peter's reaction to seeing Kevin Bacon, which isn't like immediate, like, oh, Kevin Bacon, you're here. It's, it's fear. Like, what did you do? Because he knows. <laughs> He's like, you human trafficked? You, you're, that's human trafficking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then leading up to that moment, it's beautiful because like Peter's coming out and it's like all the lights start coming Gorgeous. on. Everyone's oh, coming yeah. out. And it's like, oh my God, it's a Christmas miracle. And then, and then human trafficking happens yeah. and, and Kevin Bacon loves it. He couldn't be happier. He's been kidnapped. Yeah, he's, he's like, like yeah, he's like this is, you guys don't know what you've done. This is it's not so, okay. A lot of emotions at once. Yeah. Uh, and Mantis turning, Mantis turns him back and he's got, I love his point of view of like, uh, 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 Everywhere what am going. I doing? If I let you go, are you going to run? No. Runs. <laughs> and then he's like, go I'll get Kevin it. Bacon. I love how also Nebula doesn't have a whole lot to do in this special, but I love how she just takes the gun and goes, 
on it. <laughs> oh, Nebula. <laughs> I just want you to get back here, Kevin Bacon. Listen, she has my favorite dance of, of I mean, there's only a couple, but she she does like a just like a little like a little saunter at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, okay, you got it, girl. You got it. I think she might have my favorite line, which is the one when she has the gun, which is just like, uh, you can't outrun me, Bacon. You can't outrun me, Bacon. It's like she's oh. been dreaming of this because she hates Quill. <laughs> I'm gonna kill your hero. Um, God, this is, I mean, it's only 45 minutes, so it's not like we have like a, like a whole ass movie to talk about, but like, um, the Yondu stuff, I think is, is probably the, the, uh, the quote unquote, like the most important stuff. Cause like, I think without that, like big, not, not twist, but like the big, like third act reveal of like, actually Yondu didn't destroy Christmas. I've actually, I actually really like Christmas cause of Yondu still, um, beautiful reveal. Oh, and yeah. the, the best thing full circle back to guardians one. He gets into the little toy that he starts collecting. Yes. Yeah. He's the Yondu collects. He's the first one that he buys that he gets. Uh uh, it's from Peter. And that's just such a beautiful now. Like, like when you rewatch Guardians One, it'll all make more sense. It'll be even more beautiful. And like that connection is even stronger. Um, and I'm like, man, James Gunn, you're so good about making us care about a character Yondu on the comics. Not he's fine. He's he's okay. Well, again, he's very different, right? Yeah, he's very he's very different, and he's not around as much either. Yeah. So like like that's kind of the thing of like what James Gunn has done, which has been so shocking to me, like the, the drastic changes that he has made to every member of the guardians, including the guardians 3000, yeah. uh, which we've saw in, in with the Andu and then more in guardians too, uh, is, 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 is crazy to me that not only have people accepted them as almost the definitive versions of the guardians. Um, uh, but some people like, I mean, it's, it, when people look at changes to comic book characters, a lot of the times it can be like, oh, I don't like how this was changed. I don't like how that was changed. Look at Cassandra Cain in Birds of Prey. Yes. Uh, that's honestly a negative change, personally. I, I really like that movie, but that's not Cassandra Cain. Yeah. 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 But these oftentimes aren't the same guardians from the comics, but they work for the film that they are doing, for the story that they are working on, this is the version of the Guardians that they need to be for James Gunn. And I think that I think it's kind of crazy that James Gunn has has been able to walk that line so damn well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it helps uh, having a franchise that uh, uh, to the modern people nobody knows who these people are, so it's yes. a little easier. I guess even with even with Cassandra, like modern people do not know who that is. So like you are able to take liberties and it just, it just depends on the execution. If it works, it's like, yeah, everything in guardians works like Drax, like Drax in the comics. All he wants to do is kill Thanos. That's his, that's his goal. That's his dream. He was built. He's a, he was a, he was a human being turned into a monster to kill Thanos. Yeah. None of that's in this. And honestly, I don't need it. I don't need it. This Drax is perfectly fine. He can be his own thing. And if we didn't get these, this version of the guardians, we wouldn't have gotten the video game, which I think is the definitive version of the Guardians because it's a mix of both the movies and the games. That is the best Drax we will ever have. Ever. I mean, we can. I mean, we can sit here and go through all the changes, but like you know, Gamora doesn't have her crazy good healing factor. Drax oh, isn't yeah. a human. Uh, Mantis can't see the future. Um, yeah. Like there's there's so many changes, um, and it's just it's so wild to me that they're done so well and so like thoughtful i think that you know what that's i think that's the difference i think that's the difference i'm kind of working through it it's like what james gunn has done isn't changed for the chain's sake he yeah. changed them to fit the narrative that he needed to work with with a guardians movie and they they were all done with the same care and thought that went into building the comic book characters so 
maybe that's the difference that the, the 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 amount of thought that was put into these characters yeah yeah and and mm-hmm. and i do think it is i think it's again like with characters like like a drax or or rocket's pretty much one for one rocket is is, yeah. is perfect he's just like i love guns and shooting people that's that's great uh the character like drax like i think there's a lot of leeway you can have with a character like that because like he is just a big a big muscle man and you can and you can give him a lot more depth that like the comics do have but like i think the movies are able to do it in a different way um uh, 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 even to counter what I just said, like in the first Guardians, his whole thing is about killing Ronin, uh, mm. and then he makes a sly joke about, well, now I have to go after Thanos, even though he doesn't really do that. Um, so, like, even still, some of that that comic trajectory is there; it's just shifted. Um, the only the only issue that I've that I've had with this with the MCU Drax is that it kind of makes it difficult to bring in his daughter. Yeah, yeah, and that that's a bummer because that's a really great character. Oh, Drax's daughter? Do you mean the dead one? Phyla. Oh, Phyla Vell. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Moon Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. In the, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I man, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Drax's Moon daughter Dra- is Moon Dragon. Show up, Moon Dragon. God. Right, but but it's very difficult to put to make that character work with this version of Drax. Yeah, because yeah, he has he just had like a regular ass family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, Guardians are cool. I don't like the Guardians are cool. I like the Guardians comic book characters a lot. And I would here's the thing: I would love to see Philavel in, in the MCU. Um, I think the I think the MCU works with the with the perfect characters, and whoever picks up the Guardians afterwards can find a way to introduce Philavel. I don't think James Gunn needs to work with a character like that. Yeah, I'm this man. I don't even know what what. I mean, we don't, we don't even know what Guardian Three is yet, but like we know James Gunn is going to be done, and I got a feeling. There's going to be a couple characters who are all, even if they don't die, I think they're going to be done as well because James Gunn won't be there anymore. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious what the trajectory of the cosmic stuff will be after. Uh, I, I don't think that we will see the end of the Guardians franchise. I think we yeah. will see the end of many of these characters. Though. I think this iteration of the Guardians. Yeah. Just kind of like yeah. the Avengers. I like they change rosters and stuff. Yeah. Um, so if they do a Guardians 4, it'll be much like Captain America 4, which is a very different cast. Yeah. I can, I can see like, like the new, the new crew being like Adam Warlock. Uh, and sure. maybe somebody else that they meet or something. Cause like, I don't, I, I got a feeling with how uh, Dave Batista uh, uh, and like the Disney stuff, like I feel like Drax is probably going to be gone. Yeah. I got a, I got a feeling it'll be a good send off for that character. Um, back to the, the special. Um, I think the thing I remember most about this is Mantis being a Mantis in Kevin Bacon's house, crawling <laughs> on the walls. That's the scariest shit I've seen in a while. Oh my god! I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah she's a bug lady. Oh yeah, that was, that was very that was very unnerving when she was jumping in, and the way she was cackling the whole time as she was jumping from wall to wall. I was like, "That's I'm surprised. I'm scared, but I'm not like super like scared, scared because you know it, it's Mantis. Even when she's like holding no, but think about that from Bake from Kevin Bacon's point of view. That's oh, yeah. horrifying. Oh, that's yeah, horrifying. That haunt my, that would haunt my freaking nightmares. But just we keep talking. I keep talking. I keep mentioning about how Mantis and Drax's chemistry is so good. Like uh, Drax picks up the elf and he's like, funny man. And she looks, picks up the candy cane. And she's like, I like this. I'm going to hold on to it. And she's like, she looks over at Drax. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, I left my funny man in the house. She's like, no, I'm res- you still have your thing. Well, cause I'm responsible. And I held on to it. What does she say? What, is, what does he say? He's like, you kept your man. Do you think this is a man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when he, Drax flips the, the, the Beverly police car and she's like, you can't just kill him. She goes over and she's talking to him there. And the two officers in the car are like, yeah, we're, we're okay. She's like, okay. Just she gives him. We're scared. We're, 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 we're square, right? We're, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're even, right? Sure. What's the, what's the line that she's like, Drax, 
it's either it's either we get Kevin Bacon or it's the little man. Which do you want? He's like, I want the little man. Oh no, he says <laughs> it's like we we either go help make Peter happy or it's the little man, and he's just like. Drag because he takes too long. It's like I want the little, little, little man. Yeah, or even even like jumping way back to the beginning, like when because I never I didn't watch that uh that little snippet or that the scene where she tells Drax that she's Peter's sister. I to me this was a whole new revelation. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but I love once again Dave Bautista as Drax completely hits it on the hit the nail on the head. He is I love this guy as this character, and he's but he's still going back to the Zardnuts. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he'd be more upset about the Zargnuts because you ate them all. And she's like, enough about the Zargnuts. Nobody I, but you cares about the Zargnuts. I'll like, I understand because there's definitely Drax, his comedy factor is upped considerably from Guardians 1 to 2. Mm-hmm. And I understand some people ha- have a problem with it. Over time, I've grown to really like it. I think it works because it's not like those emotional moments don't happen. It's mm-hmm. just he is such a a weirdly a weird individual and the way he processes things like it's just not the same way so like even though it, he's relying on comedy it's not like there, there aren't serious moments in all three of these movies with him yeah no i i agree i i did rub against his comedy the first time i watched guardians 2 it was kind okay. of one of one of my biggest things but i have since come to really appreciate it um and find it very endearing in many places um He's one of the most consistent in the MCU since Guardians 2, I should say, because he he uh, I don't think had a significant change in his character when other people writ, wrote him. Yeah, I feel like he's he's a pretty he's a he, I think he's he'd be like he's like a fun one because like Peter, like I think he's more of a challenge, whereas like drafts like yeah. he is the funny one. Like he is like like the invisibility joke in in Infinity War, I think like that's that's, yeah. that's really, really funny. And that's that's. That's a, a McFeely joint. I wonder if Chris Pratt is uh, if Chris Pratt has a hard time working with other with other directors, <clears throat> specifically yeah. Peter Quill, and James Gunn is the only one who can kind of pull that Peter Quill that we like out of him. It's like he doesn't, he doesn't get a lot to do in this, but I think he's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I mean the emotions are all there, and he's supposed to be like it's it's about him, but it's not really about him. It's about yeah. Jackson Mantis. So like him being like the 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 thing that that makes the story happen, like it all works. Like he he is emotional and he is funny and stuff still. Yeah. Like the honestly, my favorite scene is the realization, like when Mantis tells him that she is his sister, and he realizes it and gives her like the biggest bear hug. I'm just oh, like, that's it's, so that's, sweet. That's very I sweet. I almost started the, tearing up a little bit. Yeah, they have the two kind of emotional moments, kind of back to back, where he's like, you know, I don't think Cracklin knows how that story ends. Where he talks about uh, the flashback with Yondu, which was great because like the whole episode, like, oh, Yondu ruined Christmas. Which is a weird note to to bring back Yondu on after the note we left him on in Guardians Two. Yeah, um, and and so like having that kind of come full circle, be like, oh no, Peter actually had a good Christmas because of Yondu, um, and then and then the reveal of the sister having Peter kind of like embrace her, like, oh, I have a family. This is the greatest Christmas gift I could ever have, I could ever want. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a really really great moment. Um, yeah, like it's 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 really fun. And then there's a joke that Rocket's like, "Oh, I guess we got to do another one next year." And I'm like, "James Gunn ain't doing another one." <laughs> I don't believe. No, it. but I'd watch another one. I'd I watch would. another one. I don't. Oh. I, it just makes me sad that James Gunn's leaving. Yeah. Speaking of Rocket, I love the 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 scene of um, gift giving. Like, of course, Groot getting into Game Boy. I thought that was cute. But my favorite one. Um, no, no. Uh, hold on. Peter gave Groot the Game Boy. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, you said Peter, you, you said Groot gave Peter. Oh no, I meant Peter gave Groot the Game Boy. 
which I thought was super cute. But my favorite was when Nebula drops a thing down for a rocket. She just goes, Merry Christmas. And it's Bucky's arm. I I really love the I had that spoiled for me, which is kind of a bummer, but I was really Aww. happy that it happened. Like the 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 idea of like like Nebula had Bucky's arm just waiting and like and like like Rocket is so happy to see it. I really like that they acknowledge it as Bucky's arm. Um that also kind of goes back to what we talked about. Like for five years, the Guardians of the Galaxy was just Nebula and Rocket. Like those two bonded in a way that the other Guardians just aren't just didn't get to do yet. Yeah. And that and that was kind of one of those things where we're really excited about Guardians 3 to kind of see how that relationship formed. Uh what create well, we get a little bit about about it because the only gift that Nebula gives for Christmas is to Rocket. Yeah. And I think that's really telling and really cool way to 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 uh bring that that kind of that kind of like subtext that we that we know from from Endgame into this. Yeah, yeah. And it's mm-hmm. uh, just to go again to show like how far that character has come. Who like yeah. started as a villain in the first one is now giving Christmas gifts to Rocket. Uh mm-hmm. I I just I I, I know we'll never get it and I don't need it. I'm just like my brain of what the situation was where Nebula either went to Earth or like sometime or like, like I like to imagine this happened like after Endgame and she's like, before she leaves, like, Bucky, I need to have a real conversation with you. And she just knocks him out and steals it. And Bucky's <laughs> just been missing an arm for like five years. And then before Falcon Winter Soldier, he gets a new one and we just don't know about it because he doesn't want to tell anyone he's got his arm stolen. Um, this. Uh, and it's canon that's, that really happened bucky yeah. got his arm stolen by nebula and i'm like that's comic books baby that's just good shit i wonder if maybe she stole it from the avengers compound like there was a spare arm i i i i i think nebula would would wouldn't st- i think she would want to take it from him i think that's oh, more sure. personal i think that's more personal it's like this is the one he was wearing because i know that's the one you really wanted what uh, if it what if it happened after Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then Thunderbolts the fr- he's the first thing he gets is a new arm. Oh, oh, you're right Brandon cuz the the Thunderbolts uh, image they released he do- he has a new arm. He does have a new arm. Yeah. So it they might just address it with like a throw off line or like yeah that old one uh I don't know what happened to it or something and like we know cuz we watched the Guardian special. It- I know the Thunderbolts movie is probably gonna be like more of a like a, a serious tone, but part of me yeah. really, really hopes that they're like, "Hey, does that new arm?" Is like, "Yeah, what happened to the old one?" Uh, and just smash cuts to Nebula running off with going, <laughs> or just no, like, I, I want to see, I want to see Nebula punch Bucky out and steal yeah. the arm. That's what I want to see. But so <laughs> does so they would know each other because of Endgame and Infinity War, right? No, they, Bucky, they was snapped. Bucky was snapped. Bucky was snapped. No, I'm sorry. When he comes back, like, because like oh, when he, he comes holds back, rocket yeah. up and stuff. So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he, he might have met Nebula or something because like Nebula, Nebula knows that Rocket wants it. So like, mm-hmm. there's a familiarity between all of them where it makes me think that like Nebula went to him as a friend and stole that dude's arm. And I'm like, that's that's so messed up, and I love it. So okay, so like okay, I'm gonna run through a timeline real quickly, but mo- mostly just for me. But I'm gonna I want to do it because this oh. is a space we can do this. So that that so that scene where Rocket picks up where Rocket gets picked up by Bucky is an Infinity War, and that's when he says, "I want that arm." Mm-hmm. So Rocket had so Rocket knowing that Bucky got snapped, spent five years with Nebula as the talking, as, about, it. talking about that arm. You're right. And so Nebula, so because he couldn't get that arm because Bucky was snapped, that arm's gone. So he spent five years talking to Nebula about how much he wanted that arm. So then when Nebula, so when Bucky finally came back. At some point, Nebula went back to Earth and took that arm from Bucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a Christmas gift. I would love, I I would even accept, like, 
a, like a fake deleted scene of like she just hitched a ride with Mantis and and oh, Drax. Sure. And she had her own, that could be next year's holiday special, getting Bucky's arm. Because <laughs> there's no reason it couldn't have happened at the same time, right? That's she true. could have just got it. Man, it's good. this is a good show. This is a good little special. This is a good special. I love, I yeah, love this, this good special. Sometimes. This special this is, is great. This is the kind of thing that I really like about the MCU when we can kind of go into these long, these long tangents about like, again, like a lot of the stuff we're just reading into subtext. We're just looking at some scenes and connecting dots. And that's what the fun. That's what makes the MCU alive and fun and, and, and creates the kind of uh, engagement that we that we have enjoyed doing for the past 15 years. Yeah, I love Not 15 uh, years yet. But close. We, we briefly mentioned Craglin. I love Craglin back. Man, his head looks real weird with that with that with <laughs> Fohawk. Like it doesn't look as cool as Yondu does, but uh, I love that. I love that you have it, my guy. I love how for Christmas he puts a little star on it. Yeah, yeah that's. Oh, a, I didn't notice that. That's cute. It's yeah. a little cutie. Yeah. Um, this whole special. I mean, thankfully on Twitter, people have been saying how great the Guardians Holiday Special is, and I thought I was I. I don't don't. I'm I'm not saying that I went into it thinking it was going to be bad. I I went into it thinking it was probably going to be pretty good to okay. Mm-hmm. Nah, this is absolutely fantastic. I might this might be like a yearly watch for me now. This is yeah. absolutely one of those specials where it's it's hilarious. It's short. It's sweet. It's to the point. And I did not feel the 45 minute runtime. To me, it felt like more like a 20 minute little thing. And I was and then when we got to the end, and I was like, man, this is just absolutely fantastic. You know, I had the exact opposite reaction. I <clears throat> I felt the runtime in a good way. I think this episode is really packed, and it made me feel like I had just consumed an hour and a half movie. Okay. Um, and so, like, like I felt really like I was like, oh, what a tight hour and a half. Oh, it's forty five minutes. Holy shit! <laughs> um, like, like it, it, it? It, it's it's there's a lot in this that was a lot that was a lot of fun and. Like there's multiple musical numbers. There's an animated sequence. There's a there's a sequence in LA where they where they where they have there's a montage in LA. There's so much in this that you could have easily stretched this into an hour and a half. But this mm-hmm. is such a tight forty five that I felt like I watched an hour and a half in forty five minutes. Well, that's yeah. that's the that's the beautiful thing about like when you're constricted on time, you you can only put in the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that not that you know like obviously like. Movies have to be stretched to an hour and a half to two and a half, three hours long. So, like, sometimes not every single beat will be as magical as the next moment. But when you have only half a movie's length, it's nothing but the hits. Yeah. Uh, it's the great, it's a greatest hits album. Um, and like the, the again, like the the Werewolf by Night special, like another beautiful, like less than an hour full story with like no no uh, no fat, just pure beef. Uh, and we love when Marvel brings the beef. I want to. I, I'd be remiss before we get out of here to talk about the dioramas that Groot gifts gifts everyone at the end. Oh my god! Uh, which is just scenes from the movie until we get to Kraglin, which is just him holding the diorama, holding the diorama, holding the diorama. He's real. Groot's a good artist. Who would have yeah, right? I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, my favorite little, uh, not my favorite, but a gag that I really like is uh, Kevin Bacon's real wife, Kira Sedgwick, just calls him on the phone, and it's her voice. Just going like, and I'm like, that's, that's cute. They didn't have to get Kira Sedgwick for a, for a, a talking on the phone line, but they did. It's cool. I I think uh, Kevin Bacon is great in this. I think he's clearly having a good time. Uh, I didn't know he a song. Yeah. I didn't know he could sing. I'm I man, people in Hollywood, they're so talented. Like I'm like, of course, of course, Kevin Bacon's a singer. Of course, I like I kind of thought of it. I was like, I guess I've never seen him sing, but like it makes sense. Like it feels like he should be able to. And yeah. I gotta tell you, he looks good. Yeah, yeah, that dude's that dude's uh 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 not to be mean, he's old now, but he mm-hmm. looks good. 
He's aging very well. Mm -hmm. Silver Fox. Yeah. Um, Kevin Bacon was absolutely fantastic in this, in this, like, even when they're like, even when he's on the ship with all the Christmas decorations and they realize that he's an actor and they're like, pretend you're a hero. And he starts doing a British accent. And they're oh, like, from World War II. <laughs> he's like, what? No, just, just be you. Stop with the funny voice. Just be a hero. That's pretty good. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'll be Batman. Oh, yeah. There's a man that, that's going to piss off some nerds for no reason at all. Right. Oh, James Gunn's DC. Ag- oh, fuck. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Agenda. No. It hasn't even happened. It hasn't even happened, and I'm already tired of it. They mentioned Batman and the DC universe in Eternals already. Shut the f up. Yeah, but people don't don't talk about that movie anymore. No, they don't. Oh, they they do. Yeah, that's two Batman movie references in Phase Four. Fascinating. I wonder who. I wonder who the actor in the MCU acting world is playing Batman. That's fun. It's 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 Yahya Abdul Mateen. He's Wonder Man. I'd watch that. I'd be so into that. I would Could watch you imagine that, that crossover. Oh my god! It's 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 a Wonder Man <laughs> Batman holiday special. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, there's the, the kind of my final thought on this is, is it's so okay. The MCU has now graced us with three different formats: uh, movies, television shows, and now specials. Now these kind of short these short runtime specials. What I think is really great movies. You know, they're, they're more times than not great. They started great. Most of the time, they're great. Some of them have, have fumbled, but not as many as some people think. Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is great. You're all just mean. Um, this is just my Ant-Man and the Wasp agenda. <laughs> um, TV shows came out of the gate. WandaVision's good, but most of the time, they've been pretty disappointing. And, you know, kind of we kind of lowered our expectations with, with those things. And after a while, we just kind of like... You know, we don't even cover them episode by episode anymore. Yep. So, you know, they kind of struggle. These special presentations, two in, and they're both incredible. Yeah. Like, they're both some of the best the MCU has done. Certainly the best in Phase 4. I love these two specials. And the bar has been set so high that whenever I hear a special presentation is coming out, I'm going to be judging it with a much higher, with a much higher grade. Yeah. Uh, uh, one One of the lovely rumors... That has come out um, over the last couple of months that I that I looked up because I saw it before, but this is before the other specials have come out. So now that these these two specials come out, this pretty much confirms what the next one might be, and it's a, an America Chavez uh, Thanksgiving special. Oh, I'd love that. Like a family, yeah. Like so, I don't know how how what it'll be, but it'll be about her and Thanksgiving. Um, and there's like still apparently more like spooky ones in development. Like they really like this. They they really like this format now that it's working. And again, yeah. like. The problem with the TV shows uh, is like pacing. They can't like you have to hit a six hour requirement. And it's like some people just can't fill that shit. 45 minutes. Like that's not a lot of time. That's half a movie. That's sometimes a third of a movie, a fourth of, a, of, a, of an end game movie. Right. Like you, you can pack so much into 45 minutes um, and, it, and, it, and it works. So like I, I hope we see more of these specials. Like this would be a great way to introduce a lot of smaller characters. Like we can have holiday specials. But like I think Werewolf by Night is such a good example of introducing multiple characters in a short a short span um, because it's only 45 minutes. It's all, it's all grease. It's all good stuff that you're watching. There, that, that movie is 50 minutes and we get three new characters. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Cosmo man. Cosmo. Yeah. Fat Cosmo's back. I love me. a, a Guardian. Dog. So this was the first thing they ever conceived for Disney plus, uh, which is wild to me that this ended up being the capper to phase four. Yeah. Um, 
so like that's that's really cool and and if and if they want to do more seasonal special presentations i'm all for it the idea of zochi gomez starring in a thanksgiving special with america chavez is very exciting to me i really yeah. like that actress i like that character like hell yeah do it um, yeah, well, more ho- more Halloween specials with Werewolf by Night and Man Thing and oh. Elsa Bloodstone. Bring it on, baby! Yeah, I I am. Anytime I'm going to hear about a new special presentation, I'm like, I'm not worried about it. I, yeah. I have no reason to worry about it. You, you got those on lock. Everything else, I'm like, we'll see. We'll take it by take it by section by section. We'll see. Yeah. Although when Armor Wars moved from a TV show to a movie, I was like, all right, we're good. That's yeah. that's <laughs> it, man. That goes from six hours to two hours immediately. Already better. Immediately yeah. already better. Hundred percent. Do we want to rate this? Oh, 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 Sparks sent us some things. I almost forgot. Sparks sent us a thing. Uh, he could not be here, unfortunately. Uh, but he did send us, uh, when I asked him about uh, what he, does he want to send us some notes? He says, just that I love the reveal that Yondu, uh, with Yondu, we've talked about that. I think it was an inspired choice to have Drax and Mantis vent- uh, venture, uh, adventure. Uh, it's great chemistry, he says. And the whole thing is charming. Yeah, Ooh, all of it. Very charming. Yeah. That James Gunn, that he he man, he just knows what he's doing. Whether it's comedy, drama, action, like he's made horror movies. Like that dude, just like he's got he's got cinema on lock. He's got cinema on lock. What do we want to rate this? I don't give it a nine out of ten. Damn good time. Well, I also I also give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I think I. It's the same as Werewolf by Night. I hope I gave Werewolf by Night a nine out of ten because I'm giving this a nine out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I want, I want. I think I remember I gave Werewolf a ten. I think, but that's just because mm-hmm. I like spooky stuff more. Mm-hmm. But like, this is good enough to transcend. Just like Klaus, <laughs> if it's good enough to transcend this holiday medium, then like I'm open for it, baby. Real quickly, I just want to put in my other agenda. Put Klaus on Blu-ray, Netflix. Thank you. Hashtag Put Klaus on Blu-ray. That movie deserves it. It will be the one Christmas movie I buy. I own 100. percent Please. Okay, so that's it. That's the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Uh, we're so happy that it, we're so happy that it came out. We're so happy that it's good. Yep. Uh, obviously, we're jazzed about it. Hopefully, the audience is as jazzed about it as we are. Um, I think Ben is absolutely right. This is going to become a new holiday staple. Where every year I want to sit down and watch Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Yep. All right. So that'll do it. Um, you know, hey guys, make sure to like this video and subscribe to this channel if you're watching this in the video format. Uh, if you're watch, if you're listening to this in the audio format, subscribe, subscribe. That's all you gotta do. Subscribe. Click that button. Subscribe. You're done. You did it. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You're subscribed to hours and hours of this podcast. Um, there's all sorts of things you can check out if you check out our YouTube page. Uh, again, like this video, subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to this channel, and you can check out all sorts of things, such as our Fake Nerds Watch series. We've talked a lot about Phase Four this year. This is the finale of Phase Four, the epilogue of Phase Four. Phase Four is officially over. We've we have about every Marvel thing that's come out because that's what we do, baby. We've talked about every single entry in Phase Four. Actually, every single entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because we've done many. We've done multiple specials on every movie. It's true. True. Um, so you can check out all sorts of things if you want to know what we think about anything uh, any uh, phase 4 film or TV show they are there as far as TV shows go we've done many Fake Nerds Watch series where we talk about um, all, all the shows we've, we've done all the shows you can check them out they're all there um, as well as recently we wrapped up Star Wars and or um, so we don't just talk about Marvel we also talk about Star Wars we do talk about Disney we talk a lot about Disney <laughs> yeah. um, you know they put out a lot of things yeah they do we do try to do we do try to do other things not Disney, but you know, Netflix's release schedule is really shitty. 
Yeah, though. Yeah, man. When we started this podcast six over six years ago now, and remember us doing Stranger Things, I'm like, man, I could binge Stranger Things like it was no problem. I can't. I can't watch more than one episode of a thing. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. I got to tap out. <laughs> I got to do something else. We wanted to do. We 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 still want to do Sandman. So so stay tuned. We will do a Sandman Fickner's watch. Uh, it's just a matter of when we can get around to it. Uh, and Willow will be the next Fickner's watch for sure. Uh, we're going to do Willow Disney Plus's new series again. Disney. Oops. Um, you can also check out Basement Arcade. Basement Arcade is a is a video game let's play series where we t- where we play a bunch of video games. Basement Arcade Pause Mini was a video game. A discussion series. Ben's recent episode talking to Donnie G Retro about the Portland Retro Gaming Expo is yep. up now. That it is. Uh, you can check that out as well as Animation Station and Big Nerd Book Club. Animation Station probably coming out with a new episode soon. Guys, watch Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Let's do this. Let's get this. Make, let's get this happening. Little Nemo. <clears throat> Um, so that's that's that. Of course, you can subscribe to. Of course, you can support us financially on T Public or Patreon, which are linked below, or on our website at fakenerpodcast.com. Or you could check out our mothership show, Fakener Podcast. This is all part of the Fakener Podcast banner. There is all sorts of things. Uh, we, last week we talked about. I go. I know this. I know this. Strange World. Strange World. I didn't know this. I forgot. We're the uh, four people who saw that movie. Yeah, right. Um, we talked about Strange World, Disney's latest episode, latest movie, Strange World. Uh, this coming week, we're actually going to be discussing the first Avatar movie. Uh, I'm excited to hear that that James Horner score once again. Anticipation uh, for the way of water. Anticipation for the way of water, which uh, will will either be an episode or review special. We're not sure yet, but the point, the fact of the matter is, not that many episodes left in the year. So this is a great time to jump on because uh, full episodes of Fickner Podcast will be will be will be coming um, up until a point, and then we are going on a, a, a hiatus for that. That show will be going on hiatus, but there will be review specials and Fickner's watches. There will be stuff you guys can check out. Uh, just that, just that main show. <clears throat> It's a lot for us to put on. So during the holidays, we're just like, eh, just let it go. Everybody uh, deserves a break. Yeah. So that's it, guys. You can, of course, uh, find us uh, a Fickner podcast on all the social medias. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find my writings at Screen Rant, AtomicGeekdom.com, and KaijuRamaMedia.com. Ben? You can find me on the internet at BenMagnet27, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And you can also find me writing for Old School Gamer Magazine, Fusion Gaming Magazine, and GoNintendo.com. Ryan? Uh, you could find me just really appreciating Nebula's subtle dance moves over at DJ Tony Snark 616. And of course, you can find our friend Sparks Witty at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-R-K-Z Witty. I did it right? S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Yeah. Yes. All right. Until next time we see us, guys. Stay fake, nerds. Love you, Kevin.